0: Victory 91.5, good morning. It's Rise and Stein when love was slain. Sailor, uh, mm, yeah. if you are in school and you're thinking about getting a uh, Master's of Divinity, and MDiv, <laughs> <Stop>. yes, <laughs> just, just forget it, just listen to Rise and Stein around the feasts. And Ray will come in and... And he'll, he'll clue us in on everything that's going on. And he did that last week with the Days of Awe, and it was so powerful. And he's doing it right now for the uh, festival of uh, Feast of the Tabernacles, uh, Sukkot or Sukkoth or Sukkos. Uh, <laughs> just, just practice it among yourselves. Say it wrong, <laughs> say it right. It <laughs> well, there are different pronunciations uh, based on the tribe, huh? based on mm-hmm. the different tribes. Uh, so when I was... I wouldn't say learning Hebrew. I would say memorizing <laughs> Hebrew enough for the haftorah portion of a bar mitzvah. There were different pronunciations of the T and the S and the TH, and oh, wow. I, I, I could have that wrong, but you know that's what I remember. But to really appreciate it, you have to see Corey as a three-year-old from Georgia trying to pronounce all these words. <laughs> that's great until, until you've appreciated the hebrew through the mouth of a of a georgia child you just haven't you haven't experienced hebrew
1: cuz we all say oh. it wrong anyways and you add that southern slang to it speaking of which we were just talking speaking of southern slangs we were just talking about beth moore and oh, yeah. uh,
0: <laughs>
1: now, now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> she is a phenomenal teacher, right. And has a cool accent. Yeah. But she, uh, you got to be a part of one of her festival, uh, Feast of Tabernacles studies, and yeah. learned a lot from that.
2: Yeah. She, her Psalms of Ascent study goes through the Psalms of Ascent and how they correlated with the pilgrimages and the Feast of Tabernacles is was the last and final pilgrimage mm-hmm. of the year for the Jewish people to go into the holy city. One of the features of this particular feast was the illumination of the temple. And you know, it's lights and torches and it would light up the temple. And in John eight twelve, then spake Jesus again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life as Ray said. But then, as the people would come in and they would stay there for six or seven days, depending on how long the yeah. feast was, mm-hmm. um, you know, they would set up their tents, their booths, right. their Sukkotes, mm-hmm. and build these temporary um, shelters. And then they would take their lights into that. So just imagine the hills surrounding the holy city mm-hmm. lit up with torches, and that God has called us to be a city on a hill. For we are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but place it on a lampstand that it gives light to all those who are in the house.
0: Boom.
1: And you can't go to Jerusalem without going up. Mm. You know, so you're always, he built it. And the same thing with us. If Christ is in you, he has exalted you. He's lifted you up so that people, <laughs> ever wonder why people look at you? It's like, what? Do I smell bad? Do I look bad? What? <laughs> it's because God has set his glory on you. In mm. Isaiah 61, the, when the darkness is the greatest in the world, even all the everybody's going to be drawn to you because the light is coming from you. Mm-hmm. This is that. Mm-hmm. This is that festival. This is that celebration. And more than anything, if I could, if I could urge you, if I could challenge you, the, to recapture these, because whereas it is wonderful to celebrate um, what what in the Gentile world we usually with Good Friday and Easter, it is so wonderful to recapture the feast of unleavened bread with Passover, mm-hmm. first fruits, mm-hmm. and Pentecost. And Because that's the the death of Jesus Mm. and the resurrection. But the fall feasts are all about the life. Mm -hmm. It's living your life, Mm -hmm. the Christian life, as God has commanded you to do. And the reason I think the devil has had such an effort to just rob the church of this is because, you know, if you got to fight anything, you may not be able to fight the birth of the church. Right. But if you can fight their life, you're going to fight a lot. So what we're going to talk today is about some of the cool things that go with the Feast of Tabernacle. One of the biggest things by far, you know, I love about these feasts. You had Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. Mm -hmm. All right, so the Feast of Tabernacles literally is the birth of Christ. Mm. We celebrate Christmas, which is very cool because he deserves all the celebration you can give him. So, you get two New Year's, two Christmases. What's not good about that? That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It represents God dwelling with man, which is the word Emmanuel. Matthew Mm -hmm. 1.23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Literally, that is tabernacles. Now, I'm not going to go in-depth just because uh, you can do the math yourself. Go Google it. But um, if you... if if you enjoy the Christmas season, it's, it has some great significance, too. But um, this particular time uh, of year, the Feast of Tabernacles, is when Jesus was actually born. So Christmas gives you a bonus celebration because that's when he was conceived. Mm. So that is the light of the world comes in. That was the true when he was conceived. And the birth is here in Tabernacles. And if you Google it and do all the math, what you do is you go back and look at Zacharias. He was a priest. And he served in the temple. You'll find him in Luke 1. Mm-hmm. And according to the order of divisions or shifts is what they did. It's in 1 Chronicles 24. He was of the order of Abijah. And they would have served around Pentecost. So they had a certain order that they served in. So he would be at Pentecost in doing his duties in the Tabernacle. And that's when, if you read you know, the story of John the Baptist, he met and said, what? Right. and lost his ability to speak. Mm-hmm. That was Pentecost. Went home, and obviously they conceived John at that point. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, conceived in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, six months after Pentecost, would have been in December around Hanukkah, so, or Christmas. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they come pretty close to each other. So Christmas, great time to celebrate Jesus. But nine months later is... Sukkot, Feast of
2: Tabernacles.
1: (laughs) So you have this wonderful time, John 1, 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's a great verse, right? The Greek word is skinaho, and it means tabernacled, literally. Mm -hmm. The Greek lexicon says it this way, God will spread his tabernacle over them so that they may dwell in safety and security under its cover and protection. Wow. The rest of John 114, we have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word became flesh. Deuteronomy thirty-one commands us to read this law before all Israel in their hearing. That happens during this festival. <laughs> This is the word becoming, so to speak, flesh or Mm. becoming alive. Uh, More than that, it celebrates the fact that God can now dwell in us because he has redeemed us. Remember, Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. So to make the Christmas connection even more ironic, Sukkot is all about thanking God for all he provides. Right. So what's the best way to be thankful? You have to give to someone in need the Feast of Tabernacles simply became known as the, the Feast and they call it the Season of Joy. Sounds like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this giving away, this is one of the most important qualities of this particular feast. So think about what's the whole point of the Fall Feast is learning how to live out your Christian life. What is the main thing that we have to do as Christians? It's where we see need, it's where we give, it's where we love. It's, this is how we represent Christ.
2: Mm
0: tapestry it is a tapestry
2: (laughs) you know and we were just talking off air how how really kind of heartbreaking it is that that we don't hear more of the correlation between god's word Mm -hmm. in the old testament and what he established versus what men established here Mm. you know the the holidays
0: Excellent, excellent. We're going to continue with this uh, as Ray talks about the Feast of Tabernacles. If you were concerned whether you're going to get a biblical lesson today, or, <laughs> or, or even delve into hermeneutics, um, <laughs> <laughs> Herman who? study study of the monsters, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that bell when you need it? <laughs> it's, there it is. <laughs>
1: you who.